morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for Morning Coffee with Larry, and I am glad you are with me today. Mm, I'm not doing coffee this morning. I am doing some organic chamomile tea with a little bit of stevia in it, and the smell is going good. So I'm doing a little bit of a break from the coffee here this week and trying out that present, Christmas present from my daughter. And uh, But hey, it is, uh, it is Thursday, the 2nd of January. I hope those of you who had the day off here to kick off 2020 enjoyed it. And if you had to work, you can just proudly say you worked the first day of the year. If that's something you want to be proud of, that's good. Uh, anyway, I've got to get back to work today. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be a little bit of a light day. I've got some training stuff that I need to catch up on. Uh, and normally, I don't have time built into my schedule for it. So I, uh, I need to take advantage of, of light days. But in keeping up with what I was saying yesterday about the the tradition in my family of the first three days of January rule the first three months of the year. Here we are on the second, and here in my part of the world, it says it's going to be partly sunny with a high of 50 and a low of 52. And if I check what the temperature is right now, it's 37. So we are, uh, that sounds kind of funny, shouldn't it be that being the low because we are in the day? Oh, well. But anyway, it's probably going to be a pretty nice day today. And in looking at um, the uh, next few days, of course, we, we have a chance of rain for tomorrow. And Saturday, we've got a 30% chance of snow. So this is, this is the world of Illinois. You never know what it's going to be. And if you don't like the weather, stick around. And I'm sure it's going to change. Well, today I was just kind of struggling with uh, what kind of topic to come up with. And so um, when I woke up early, my wife was uh, kind of, you know, woken up a little bit too when my alarm went off. So we were chatting a little bit and I said, well, what would be a topic I could talk about? And she must have been in an early morning goofy mood because she said, how about the dependability of wiener dogs? And I thought a little bit, and I thought, you know what? I think I can do something with that. So today's topic is the dependability of wiener dogs. Now, we have a wiener dog named Molly. She's actually our second wiener dog. And she is, um, in April, going to be 12 years old. Uh, she is um, uh, a red wiener dog. And we got her from a breeder where uh, they were... The guy was trying to develop more of the wired hair, kind of crazy looking wiener dogs. And out of a litter, uh, there was one that had all the, tra the traditional traits. And that wasn't what he was wanting. And we wound up getting her for a pretty decent price. Uh, but she is, uh, uh, she is definitely a cute little wiener dog. But she comes with some very dependable traits. <laughs> Uh, one of her dependable traits is she can't hold her liquor. Now, when I'm saying that, I'm not saying that I'm giving my dog booze. I'm saying she's got a liquor in her mouth called her tongue, and she cannot control it. If there is uh, something that she smells in a carpet, on a chair, she starts licking it. Um, 
if if she is uh, you know laying on your lap or something, next thing you know, if you're not paying attention, you're going to have a wet spot on your pants because she has just been licking it. Uh, if you get your nose anywhere close to hers, that tongue reaches out like nobody's business and is going to lick you. Uh, so uh, like we say, she can't control her liquor. Uh, another thing that she's very dependable on doing is digging. If uh, if she is <laughs> if she is outside and on her uh, lead, or if she's outside uh, with you know freedom to walk around out here at the farm, next thing you know, it's like, okay, where's Molly? Where is she at? Trying to find her, and guess where you find her? She's found some place, and she is digging a hole. There is a smell and she is digging. As a matter of fact, she was gone probably three weeks ago. She had gone out into the conservation acreage, which is all tall, grown-up grass. Um, and uh, she was out there for about four hours. And she wouldn't come. She wouldn't come. And uh, finally, is like, I've got to go out there and find her. And so I'm hollering for her and, and walking out there and I see a little head bobbing up and she can't walk through the grass because it's so tall and thick. I mean, this grass is, you know, some of it in the wintertime where it's broken down and bent down is still above your knees. And so I could see where she had bunched down the grass as she literally was hopping from one spot to another for four hours and found where, okay, she's dug here, she's dug there, she's dug somewhere else and had plenty of dirt on her snout. Well, if she's in the house, next thing you know, there's some reason she has to dig on the linoleum. So she'll just sit there and dig, 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 dig. She'll do it on the carpet, dig, 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 dig. In our old house, she destroyed some of the carpet because she was dig, 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 dig. So uh, that's a dependability trait. Another is her obsession with mice. If there's a mouse that has somehow gotten into the house, and we live surrounded by fields and woods, so there's, you know, that happens here, you know there's a mouse in the house because she will not get away from it. She will, if it's hidden in a cabinet, if it is underneath a couch, she will just be obsessed over it. And one day she was just obsessed. And it was shortly after we moved into our house. Uh, and she, um, she, it was, it had gotten up apparently into a couch and she, a love seat, and she chewed and tore off a big portion of the little flap that kind of hangs down to the floor. <sighs> Dog almost lost her life when she did that. But it does let you know there's a mouse in the house so you can set some fresh traps. She's also very dependable about being a lap dog. She likes jumping up on your lap if we've let her out of her kennel. and uh, Because she doesn't get to go wandering through the house uh, because of the next trait. <laughs> but if she has the opportunity to sit on your lap, she will be very content to sit there and either sleep or, you know, watch TV with you, or try to lick your face, or will lick your, your pant leg. Uh, but she that is a very dependable trait. Another dependable trait, and it's the last one I'm going to be covering here, is she definitely prefers to pee on the carpet in the house, as opposed to going outside. And that's why she spends a lot of her time in a kennel. 
because at her old house, she destroyed with her pee all the carpet everywhere over the course of her time living there. And we're not letting her do it to this house. Uh, Wiener dogs are very notorious for not wanting to be housebroken. There's some people that have successfully housebroken their wiener dogs. I believe they have another breed of dog that's disguised itself as a wiener dog because it can't be a real wiener dog. <sighs> but that is her preference, and she will go outside. She will lie about peeing outside. And how do I know she's lying? There's you know, Her tail goes up when she's actually peeing. She will squat and look at you faking a pee so she can go inside and then immediately pee. So wiener dogs are very dependable because of these quick little five traits. They're very consistent. So you may be wondering, why in the world do you still have a wiener dog? Because with those bad traits are also some good traits. You know, she is cute. We do like the idea that she's a lap dog. You know, even though her licking can be annoying, it is it is a cute trait. Uh, it is nice to have uh, a dog that lets you know that there is a mouse in the house so you can take care of it before the mice pee on the carpet and get that stink going. So there's good traits and there's bad traits, and you just have to work around the bad traits to enjoy the good traits. And they're not severe enough traits, bad ones, where we would want to get rid of her. We're not afraid of her. She doesn't bite us. She is a grumpy old lady dog now. And so if there's new people coming to the house, we generally keep her in her kennel because she she may nip at them a little bit. But generally, you know, she doesn't have any horrific traits where we would say this dog's leaving. Um, but we do have to work around certain boundaries. We keep a, when we moved into our house, we removed some of the carpet that had, that was there to put in linoleum so that, uh, she had an, a larger area where she wouldn't destroy carpet and she could be out and not just live only in a kennel. We put up baby gates to, uh, uh, our office so we can keep the office door open, but she can't go in there on that carpet. We keep other doors closed so she doesn't go in. We have a little gate, uh, a little fence between the linoleum part and the carpet part, larger areas. Uh, so there's some inconveniences, but we put up boundaries so we can enjoy her as, as a wiener dog and, uh, and yet not have her do damage. Uh, so what does this have to do with a podcast here? Uh, and the typical topics. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people in your life that are just like wiener dogs. They're dependable. They're consistent. There's some good things about them that you really like. Uh, you enjoy, you know, aspects of their personality, or you have common hobbies or interests or traits together. Uh, they're in your family. Uh, there's, you know, all different kinds of good traits, but there's also some of those bad wiener dog traits. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully your, your family or friends that are kind of like dependable wiener dogs, uh, don't pee on your carpet. That would, <laughs> I'm sorry, just really bizarre images going through my head right now. So, but they people come with some 
bad traits. Each and every one of us, we have some annoying or bad traits. And some of our traits we have determined in ourselves that this is a a good trait to just keep doing, and we have worked to change that. Some people, they haven't. Maybe they don't see the need for it. Maybe they have weighed it out, and they have decided on the other one and are just going to continue that way. But they're not necessarily something where you want to abandon the friendship or abandon the family relationship. You know, we all have our bad wiener dog traits. And if we if we demand perfection in our family and friends where they do not annoy us one bit, first of all, that's unrealistic. And second of all, sounds like that's actually a bad wiener dog trait that we have. Because if we're not perfect, but yet we want people to, you know, work around some of our issues. Shouldn't we be doing the same? So the workarounds may be where you put up certain boundaries, just like the little fence we have in the yard. Maybe you, you put up the boundary of, you know what, uh, I like doing, you know, activities with you, but I also know that when you drink, you know, you typically get out of hand. So we're going to do activities where drinking's not involved. Or um, when you come over to my house, you do a lot of criticism of how I, you know, run my household. So maybe we do our activities somewhere else. You see, we can we can make certain boundary modifications that allows us to enjoy the company of people without you know, uh, or with, with taking into account the, uh, how do we deal with the, the, the problematic type of issues? You know, I've got a wide range of friends. Um, some I see, you know, pretty regular, most I don't, my friends over the past 50 years have been scattered to the wind, but, you know, over Facebook, you know, we're able to keep in touch somewhat and we, we sometimes arrange get togethers. There's some things about my friends I really, really like and I enjoy. And there's some things I don't. And that's okay. That's okay. Friends don't have to be clones of me. And so that would be kind of weird if they were. Um, there, But I have some friends that, you know, on certain topics or certain interest, hey, we're kindred spirits. But there's other things where we are we are very much opposed. We're 180 degrees from each other. And not that we, you know, struggle with the, the other part. We just don't address those issues. We enjoy the parts that we can. And there's some folks that, you know, again, the habits. Well, you know what? You find workarounds. Next thing you know, you've got more friends that you can enjoy your time with because you're working with those boundaries. So, my wife's suggestion of the dependability of wiener dogs, you know what? We still have ours. We have threatened. (laughs) We have threatened her. (laughs) And we often tell people that, you know, the only thing that has kept her alive this long is because she's so stinking cute. Um, But the truth is, she's got a lot of good traits. There's people in your life that have the good traits, too find ways of working around 
the other parts. So you can have a bounty of friends that give you a wide range of the human experience, kind of like having a broad range of uh, or collection of spices in your cabinet. It's Life is more than just salt and pepper and chili powder. It's all these other wonderful flavors. Life is also. You don't have to agree with everything with your friends. Just find your workarounds so you can still enjoy them. All right, that's it for today. I hope you have a fantastic second of uh, February, and I hope that I'm uh, second of January, and I hope that the month of February follows like today is a nice mild month. I think that would be good. So anyway, take care. We'll catch y'all tomorrow. Bye bye.